Put down the remote, set your phasers to sun, and pick up that paperback. You do have books in the 24th century. Welcome to Reading Trek, Minisode 001. Today we're joined by a very special guest, our good friend Tyler. Say hello, Tyler. Hello. And that's right, this is your co-host, William Conlin, and who's that as our host today? Oh, I'm Marty Ali. And that's right, we are going to do a little mini-sode of Reading Trek here. We just all watched the fabulous Star Trek Discovery season finale, and we thought we'd have a little discussion about that and maybe some of the connections to the Trek book Desperate Hours. Previously on Star Trek Discovery. Yes, indeed. Wow, what a finale it was. What a season it was. Let's start with Tyler. Yeah, what did you think of uh, Discovery Season 1? They really came full circle. I, I, I very much enjoyed the little Easter eggs towards the original series, uh, Next Generation. And, of course, the, the ending of the episode was a, was a, was a sight to behold. So I've, I really felt that Discovery very much held its own, but it's also honored what came before, which, truly, which means a lot to me as a fan, because you have 53... 52, 53 years now of history to fall back on, and uh, I think they really do a nice job of, of connecting to the past and looking to the future. So I, I was very much a fan of what happened in this last episode. Incoming transmission. From whom? I'm having trouble identifying it. But it's a priority one distress call. Identify the source, please. I'm getting a Federation ID code. It's choppy. I'm trying to clean it up, sir. Helm, slow us down. Dropping a set of warp now, sir. This is Captain Saru of the Federation Starship Discovery. Please identify yourselves. Hills from Captain Pike, sir. It's the USS Enterprise. just they're moving it into a whole nother realm uh they're you know paying homage they're not you know changing things too much i think that enterprise at the end was absolutely gorgeous i can't wait to see more of it beautiful it was a beautiful enterprise i can't wait to see those interiors very rarely do i smile sort of i sort of smile out loud during a television show and i start uh, clapping in my empty apartment to a television screen so that was that was particularly moving to, to see that happen. I didn't think we'd actually see something like that. I, I thought they would always sort of keep the Enterprise in its own little universe away from the Discovery, but for them to have it collide in some way, I, that, that's just such a big realm of possibility. I'm, I'm so excited. How many times did everyone here play back the last 30 seconds of the episode? Because I can say I did it 10 times. I played it back once. My favorite moment was they show a little clip of the the view screen or someone's like console, and it's just trying to identify the registry number, and it gets to one seven and cuts off, and I'm just like, it's going to be the Enterprise, and then you hear the 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 lieutenant say, we're getting a hail from a Captain Pike, and I was like, it's the Enterprise, and then immediately Burnham's like, sir, it's the Enterprise. That was absolutely fantastic. The greatest, the greatest. You know those 
those roles have to be the most coveted sci-fi roles in Hollywood now for season two, which I'm sure they've already started casting for it since they have, a, a, I guess, a year to go before they start airing new episodes. Yeah, let's talk about that. Who, uh, who's uh, everyone's dream cast at this point? Well, when you think back on the original roles, you've got Jeffrey Hunter as, as Captain Pike. Of course, you have the late, great Leonard Nimoy as Mr. Spock, and you have number one, who is, tell, tell me her name. We know her name now. Uh, Commander Una from Desperate Hours. Commander Una, Una. Who is Major Barrett Roddenberry. So we have those fine examples to go off of. But Jeffrey Hunter was this sort of classic, you know, sort of this classic handsome actor of the 50s and 60s. So, And there's a lot of those actors in Hollywood now. So that's, I, I think it's a wide open casting search and it's anybody's game. Of course, they can always play it play it safe and they can have bruce greenwood and zachary quinto play the roles but i i would imagine they want to keep those universes separate i think paramount at this point wants to keep their universe separate from the tv universe from a contractual point of view at least um so i don't think that's going to be possible to have those actors play the same roles i want to throw something out there john ham as captain pike John Hamm. Yeah, I could see it. I think he's got that same kind of classic Hollywood look as Jeffrey Hunter. Very uh, commanding presence. I imagine most of these actors are working for peanuts, so I would I would I would hope they could meet him, but Yeah, but I mean we had we had Jason Isaacs for 12 episodes. Uh, of course, uh, having this happen at the end of season one gives us a hint that we'll see the Enterprise. I don't think the Enterprise is going to be the prime focus of season two. I'm assuming we'll get a three-episode story arc with them or something. Mm-hmm. How how would you guys feel if they went the way of um, General Tarkin and just created an entire entire CGI characters that look like jeffrey hunter and leonard nimoy if i was the line producer i'd be having a stroke at that point if i had to engineer the costs for that (laughs) but for for television especially for television budget although they do have a large television budget it's still you just see robert zemeckis is the new showrunner and he's like let's do it let's right (laughs) can john f kennedy be a character or just only show them from behind like uh, right. Yeah. Just just the back of their heads. Yeah, that's that's easily done. But I I, I can imagine the the purists would be very happy. But the folks that are disco fans, I'd say, well, let's see disco's version of these folks. And yeah, because they've done they've done a good job over the last fifteen episodes of of sort of keeping the faith of the old of the older shows, but making it I mean, their the own. The reality kind of, of like it the, is like. It's in the same time period, but this show is shot 50, going to be shot 53 years after Captain Pike in the cage. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, we've already established a new actor playing Harry Mudd and we've had some other characters overlap, uh, Amanda Grayson. So I think it's reasonable to just recast. Boy, those will be, those will be coveted roles. I tell you, there there will be probably every actor in Hollywood want to read for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to I see how it goes. So. We've got a whole year now to wait. Good lord. So we had a direct connection to uh, Desperate Hours in uh, this episode, which I thought was fantastic, when uh, Michael Burnham is telling Ash Tyler about um, how 
she lost her parents, that is an entire yes. section of, of Desperate Hours when she has that flashback. They were stationed at a human Vulcan science outpost at Dokkari Alpha. My mom and dad had planned a family vacation to Mars, but I begged them to stay for three more days so I could witness a nearby star go supernova. Then the Klingons attacked. That was pulled right from the book. Yeah. It's it's wonderful when writers chat like that. It's because I've I've read one too, I've far too many books where the the authors are clearly not communicating uh, when they write the script for a film and then they write tie-in stories to books like that. So it's it's one it's refreshing to see that that uh, writers and authors do communicate with each other when they write. Well, we know that David Mack was consulted by the Star Trek Discovery writers team. I'm wondering if that's was something that they needed him to include in the book or if he created it in the book and then the show took it from him. Yeah. Cause we found out uh, as we talked in our last episode that characters like Detmer were actually his creation and they enjoyed the way he wrote them in so much that she became a character on the show. It's true. Well, and it certainly it adds, especially when you have only 15 episodes to a show, whereas everything is so bam, bam, action packed and, you, you barely have time to really assimilate all the characters that you have because we have, my goodness, correct me if I'm wrong, over a dozen sort of primary characters in this show. And you, you barely get to know one of them before another one's introduced, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but um, it, it, it goes along at such a breakneck speed. You, you barely have time to process. So, they, yeah, I, I do wish where books, that's where these books come in great great handy my my biggest gripe with discovery is that i wish they would just slow down a little maybe make it 20 episodes and take the stories a little bit slower but i know like they're trying to get a new audience in and a new audience likes that kind of pacing in a show so that's and that's something that's that's something that's they've they've definitely taken their own path when they talk about character development because with the original you know, three or four shows, you had your seven or eight main characters, and that's as far as it went. You had guest stars that would come in, but you certainly wouldn't have 12, 13 characters roaming around the show. So that's definitely something they've taken liberty with, which there's certainly nothing wrong with it, but it doesn't give the audience a whole lot of time to assimilate what's going on. Yeah, and and um, personally, I, I would love to see um, Jane Brock... Uh get a little higher placement in the next season because I think she's just been so great in the first season. Yeah. I tweeted at I tweeted at her and I called her Admiral Badass. So I nice. that's that's I, I love it. I, I love her very much. I hope she comes to Las Vegas. She's oh. a great character and a great actress. Yeah, I can't wait to see the final lineup for STLV as far as Discovery characters because we've already got, uh, I think, five at this point, including the new commander of the Klingon Empire. Yes. What a great role for her. Mm-hmm. I I tweeted a, I tweeted a couple of weeks ago, especially with uh, I believe it was the episode before this one where it was very much the the episode of the women, whereas they, the women really drove the episode forward, which is so refreshing, and it was it's just it was just so empowering to to watch all of them have these just powerful performances uh, from from Sinequa all the way down to the, the, the console, the, the helmsman and the navigator. I mean, it, it was really quite awesome to watch. 
I think it's something that's been missing in science fiction television for quite a while. So I'm glad that Star Trek Discovery was the one to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. And on and on that note, our our next full episode that we have coming up is going to be on a book that uh, relies on Philippa Georgiou as being the main character. We've got uh, drastic measures coming up, and I, I'm curious to see the um, the way that that plays out with audiences, since the two primary characters of it are now both uh, uh, supposedly dead in the uh, Discovery Prime universe. We we still don't know for sure whether Prime Lorca is gone, but our two main characters are Georgiou and Lorca. Yeah, it should be interesting to see how that goes. They've made they've they've remained particularly coy about whether or not they will see Giorgio or, or Lorca again in one way or another. So I, I think we'll definitely see Giorgio again. I think we'll see yes. her in season two. That was such a great setup for her to come back and just, you know, bite Discovery where it doesn't want to be there. Yeah. The door is open pretty much for everyone that we've we've seen depart or quote unquote die. So the the door is open for everyone, I think. Has anybody else noticed that little green speck of hue as we'll call it? <laughs> well, I, I like was, that. I I'm curious to know what that's all about. I think it's gonna turn her into a birthday cake like Counselor Troy was in Next Gen. So that that's my guess. Ooh. <laughs> Patrick Stewart would have to come in and direct that episode. He would. <laughs> well, speaking of Patrick Stewart, we're, we're making this just a brief mini episode of Reading Trek, uh, but we are excited. We're going to have uh, Tyler back on soon. Uh, he's going to be our guest for two upcoming uh, episodes, two upcoming two-part episodes, actually. Uh, he's going to yeah. be joining us for the autobiography of Captain James T. Kirk and the autobiography yes. of Captain John Luke Picard. Very excited for that. Can't wait. That's these are these are books that very much flush out the characters of Captain Kirk and, and Jean Luc Picard and and uh, th- these are long overdue books. I think in the history of, of Star Trek uh, Star Trek lore. So I'm I'm very very excited to dive into these with you two. That's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a ton of fun. We're excited to have you. We did have a uh, a Twitter mention the other day where someone was was wanting to follow along, but wasn't sure what we were going to be reading in enough time to order the books. So, really quick, our next episode is going to be um, Drastic Measures by Dayton Ward. We're going to take that one in two parts. Most of these are going to be two-part series. Um, From that book, we're going to move on to Star Trek Prometheus, Fire with Fire, a brand-new trilogy um, that follows the USS Prometheus, the new flagship of the Federation. Um, so we'll be covering that one. And then Tyler will be back to join us for the autobiography of James T. Kirk. And then something that I'm really excited about, we're going to start a four-part series on the Star Trek Invasion novels. Um, which, Will, why don't you tell them about that? Because you know more about it than I do. Well, I am excited to revisit these because I remember reading them when they first came out. The Invasion series consists of four novels, First Strike, The Soldiers of Fear, Time's Enemy, and The Final Fury. The first book is set uh, during TOS with uh, Captain Kirk. The second story is Picard, third story Cisco, and fourth story Janeway. They're dealing with this alien fury uh, across all four time time periods and uh, it's an interesting way to tie the stories that existed up to that point together so uh, we're gonna uh, explore those and hopefully uh, have some great insight about how they managed to connect all four series in one book series 
Yeah, that's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait to do that one. Um, and then, of course, Tyler will be back once again for the autobiography of Jean-Luc Picard. And we may have some surprises thrown in there for you as well. Now, some of these books, uh, they can be purchased digitally. Is that, that right? Almost Most everything, Most of these books yes. can be purchased digitally, yes. Good, good. And uh, for those of you who may not have as much time to sit around reading, you maybe you have a long drive time getting to work, a lot of these can also be purchased on Audible or by uh, other means for audio listening. So there's plenty of options out there. Don't think that if you don't have time to read, you can't still partake. That's right. Well, we are also happy to read them ourselves to you as well for the right price. We are happy to do that. Hmm. Hourly rates. Yeah. Hourly rates. That's right. We'll add that to the the Patreon offerings. <laughs> so in the meantime, uh, if we want to start the discussion on the autobiographies early, Tyler, how can people get a hold of you online? Well, they can follow me on Twitter. That's the best way to get a hold of me at rt habiger. H a b is in boy i g e r. Um, that is, I'm fairly responsive on there, so I. Um, I very much look forward to it. Tell me what you want to discuss more. Tell me what's stuck out to you in the books. Uh, I'm I'm very open to it all. So I'm 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 stoked. These are these are really good books. I'm I'm in the process of reading them now for the third time each, and I, I find little nuances uh, towards each of them. The only thing I, I wish that we had were um, Sir Patrick Stewart and William Shatner reading the books themselves. So um, besides that, I'm I'm. I'm very stoked to, to hear what you all have to say as well. So please leave me a, leave me a tweet or leave me a, a, a PM and, and tell me what you think of it and what really uh, stuck out to you. So I'm, I'm stoked. It's going to be fun. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Marty, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, you can also reach me on Twitter. My handle is Time Travel Marty. That is probably the best way to get a hold of me as well. Uh, Will, how can people get a hold of you? Well, my Twitter handle is William G. Conlon. You can also have a discussion with me in the unofficial uh, Star Trek Las Vegas uh, forum on Facebook, moderated by Heather and Jeff. But, uh, of course, we've had a brief little discussion about disco here. I would refer anyone listening to this to their phenomenal Disco Trek show, which is all about Disco Trek. We're talking for 20 minutes here. I have a feeling their episode uh, about this uh, season finale is going to be two hours long i i was gonna say three hours yeah Uh, oh yes there's there's enough there and they are they are celebrity listened to as well we we know that uh the one and only albino kid anthony rap listens as well so we know they're listening yes and if uh, albino kid happens to be listening right now please come to las vegas we'll be so nice to you we promise or be a guest on reading track either way yes yeah maybe both or Kano Los Dos? I, I say both. I say both. Both are good. Yes. How many retreats do you need, Anthony? <laughs> Name your price. Yeah. Well, it's like um I don't know if uh, I don't know if there are any Stranger Things fans here, but uh, David Harbour has become kind of a internet celebrity in his own right for his retweet challenges. You know, if somebody can get twenty five thousand retweets to him, he'll show up at their high school prom. Anthony, how many retweets do we need? Just say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll make, make it, happen. it happen one way or another. Awesome. All right, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us for this mini-sode of Reading Trek. My pleasure, my friends. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you soon. You can find Reading Trek on Twitter, at Reading Trek. You can also find us on Facebook, 
And we're online at readingtrek.thetricordertransmissions.com. And with that, Captain Picard wants us to let him get back to his book. I will leave you now to your book. That is all I ask.